Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Hello and welcome back to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's mental health podcast. I'm Rachel Moss, Metro's lifestyle editor, and today I'm going to be joined by Fern McCann, who found fame on The Only Way is Essex and I'm a Celeb before launching a mental health app this year. We'll be talking about fame, imposter syndrome, and why she's now making mental health a priority. But before that, we've been hearing from all of you. As always, our lovely listeners have been getting in touch to let us know what they've been doing to support their mental health this week. The best thing I've done for my mental health is to give up drinking four and a half years ago. Apart from that, what I do weekly is make sure that I go to the gym three or four times a week, something I've discovered since I stopped drinking. Hi Rachel, I use EFT or tapping and suggest it to everybody I know and everybody I love or work with to use EFT tapping. You're tapping on different points on your face and your hands, which are acupuncture points. And you're using a phrase like, I let go of feeling overwhelmed or I feel calm. And what that does is help regulate your nervous system. So I use that on a regular, often daily basis, but definitely two or three times a week to manage my mental health. And it's very, very effective. Mentally yours. Fern, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you were obviously catapulted into the limelight when you joined TOWIE in 2013. What was that like? Because I can't even imagine, like, how did that impact your mental health, how you were feeling? Mm. Well, thank you for having me, Rachel. It was crazy, crazy times when I look back. And I think when I joined TOWIE, I knew it was pretty crazy too at the time. It was an amazing opportunity for me. And it was a time it came into my life where I'm going to be honest with you. I always wanted to be famous ever since I was a little girl. Like I really wanted to perform, to be on stage, to go to Hollywood. I mean, I settled to 
become a, a reality star. But um, yeah, when the <laughs> when the opportunity come up, I was like, yes, this is all I've ever wanted. And then I love that saying and quote, be careful what you wish for, because everything comes at a price. And it definitely did impact my mental health. I will never, ever forget a moment where I hit an all-time low because the whole, I know the show has evolved over the years, but when I was on it, it was my real life. It was my real life and my real relationships, friendships. I had a, a boyfriend at the time who was my real boyfriend. His real family was on the show. And it was just such a surreal thing to then see what people would say about you two days later on the TV with a whole heap of other people all commenting on Twitter. That was when Twitter was really rife and um, at its peak. Like you said, catapulted into fame and it was it was tough. I really had to grow a, a very thick layer of skin. It was a time when I was rowing with my boyfriend at the time on camera because it was like this weird thing that you felt like you had to have rows to get screen time and it was like the perfect storm because there was so many of us that wanted that airtime that wanted that fame you ended up becoming almost like playing a character and becoming someone that you're not so that was a massive misconception of me that a lot of people thought that I was this bitch and no matter what I ended up like really just sort of losing myself to the game, I guess, and being just getting stuck in there with the producers. And then I'd feel really down about it when I'd then watch it on TV and then all the tweets. And then it was just a really vicious circle that I just so desperately wanted to get out of in the end. And I hit an all time low and obviously Towie back in the day, I was like 23, we was going out partying and then getting up filming. Don't get me wrong. I've had some amazing memories and I have no regrets because it really was the start of a very exciting journey full of highs and lows, but it was very difficult. And I just remember not wanting to get out of bed. And then of course they were brilliant with offering to see a, a psych. But what I said at the beginning was I will never forget this moment. And I will never forget the moment when I sat in front of the psych and she said, do you want to go on antidepressants? And I thought, what? Like, for me, that was a wake-up call because there was me supposedly living my dream, everything that I've always wanted to be famous, and I'd never felt so miserable in my life. And I just thought, no, that there's got to be another way. Like, I, this can't be the answer. I just want to stress, like, absolutely nothing wrong with taking antidepressants to anyone that's listening to this that thinks, oh, am I doing the wrong thing? If they obviously have been prescribed. But for me, I just, that was a choice that I just thought, I just felt too young and too, too, what's the word? Like, buoyant. Do you know what I mean? Just like so full of life. And I thought, no. And then I just really uh, started to manifest, I guess, a way out of the show. And thankfully, um, I'm a celebrity, just just spookily would come knocking on my door. Um, and the opportunity was incredible and then allowed me to move on from TOWIE. But I don't want to slam the show because, you know, I had some amazing memories, but it, it did affect my mental health because of the nature of the show. I think it's so interesting hearing you talking like 
in recent years, we've heard loads about the mental health support for people on reality TV and the need for more. And it's it sounds like from the outside, it's been great. There's been a real up in kind of that pastoral care. But when you were on the show 10 years ago, was that kind of really a thing in the industry or was it a thing people were only just starting to talk about? No, it definitely was. It definitely was. We had regular, a, a few of the cast members, not all of them, but I was definitely one uh, when when I was on TOWIE. I, I was one of the cast members that had regular, I guess looking back, they were like mini therapy sessions, but not to the depth, not to the depth of, because I've, I've had therapy for six years and it is not it wasn't quite the same but you have chats with the psych so they check in with you so the care was there it really was but for me it was my choice not to to take the psych's advice on on having antidepressants because every week I wasn't getting better I was just like this is this is getting worse but so desperately didn't want to leave the show because I felt like I've given up my job I've, you know, this is what I want. This is surely there's there's more. Surely there's more. And I had a real sort of wild imagination because pre-Towie I was a hairdresser and I used to just get on the London commute where I used to work in Covent Garden and just daydream. I didn't know it then, but it was manifesting, manifesting. So I felt like I'd manifested this. This is what you wanted, Fern. So I did not want to leave and I didn't want to give up on my, I say inverted commas, on my dream. It was very, very difficult. It was hard. And fame has not always been smooth sailing for you. It's, it rarely is for anybody, it seems. But I'm interested to know how you've dealt with some of the trickier times in the spotlight, especially to do with, you know, looking after yourself and your mental health when you're, you know, maybe getting some criticism or not always great press. How do you deal with that side of things? I don't think life is straightforward or linear, like it's full of ups and downs. My life just happens to be in the spotlight, which does add an extra layer of scrutiny and a lot of people judge you. And it, it's, it's definitely, I've definitely faced my challenges, but I have really done the work. I've done a lot of self work over the years, and that's how I've been able to manage. I've got a wonderful family. I've got really close relationships. I mean, my circle's got smaller and smaller over the years. But I think right now, um, and for a long time, actually, I'd say just under a year, I've had, I feel very grounded and it's the best that my, where my mental health has ever been. But obviously you have bumps along, along the road and I've just learned tools that really work for me, such as, I really commit myself to meditating. I have to have me time away from my children, away from work, away from my partner, away from like just life where I just ground myself and connect with mother nature and just express my feelings and emotions through journaling and gratitude because I think life can be really very, very difficult and overwhelming. So I just think it's really important to commit to those rituals that work for you, whatever they are. It could be going out for a run. It could be tree hugging, whatever floats your boat. Do you know what I mean? Do it. It could be praying. It could be conversing with God. What, what, whatever is, is your jam. Like 
just do it. And it's that, that energy release. Like I have to exercise. I have to move my body. I have to eat healthily. Um, and I have to have, not have to, but I love the odd glass of wine. Like what just, just, it's all about balance. Do you have an internal voice? Oh, I don't know. Not necessarily. But go on, tell me about yours. I want to hear about your internal voice. Do you know, my friend said to me the other day that only 30% <laughs> of us have an internal voice. So I was like, are you joking me? I was like, oh. I thought everyone had an internal voice. I don't think I do. You know, like your thoughts and yourself speaking to yourself, you must. I think that I sometimes say things out loud. I'll be like, you can do this give yeah. myself a little pep talk so mine's just external that's my problem <laughs> okay okay so yeah I said this to my mum the other day and she was like no and I, I was like oh my god it's actually true not everyone has an internal voice well I've got an internal voice and I just need at times to either quite like quiet turn turn the volume down and just completely free my mind and I, I do that through meditation for sure um and I, re- I really want to learn more. Like I, I, I every day want to read, like I'm not a big reader, but if it's even a paragraph, like I like to challenge myself. And even if it's just like those small daily disciplines, I think make a huge difference. Like reading a little something from a self-help book. I mean, they're all behind me on my lovely bookshelf. It was a goal of mine, babes, just to have a bookshelf in my, in my house. And I've finally <laughs> got one. It's fabulous. Thank you. I love that. That all sounds so positive. Um, you mentioned your kids there as well. You've got two lovely children, Sunday and Fendi. I wanted to chat to you a bit about mum shaming because it feels to me that mums in the public eye cannot get bloody break. Um, I saw recently that you received some criticism for sharing that you had a really positive birth experience. And for me, it was really nice to hear someone talk about a positive birth experience because the trauma is important, but my God, that's quite scary. I kind of want to hear the good stories too. How does it feel for you receiving that kind of mum shaming? And why do you think that people do it? I was flabbergasted at this. I I, I knew there was going to be, like in the back of my mind, I thought I don't want people to think, oh, it's all right for her, or like she's blowing her own trumpet or She's boasting about her birth. It's not like that for everyone. I knew it was going to, there was going to be a little bit, but I couldn't believe how much it triggered other women. And I think it's a real shame because in life we need light and shade. We need to, if if women are celebrated for sharing their negative or not, I don't even want to say negative, their traumas in birth or say if they had a, had a bad experience and they're applauded to do that. And right, they're, they're rightly so to share that experience. It's their experience to share, like rightly so, but then we should be able to share the positive experiences. And I just really wanted to share my experience to give light to those that are maybe pregnant, that are expecting or just want to learn a little bit more education on birth because I would just love to share the education that I learn with with, with my platform and use my platform in a positive way. I studied, not studied, but I've done hypnobirthing and I just feel like 
if only everyone knew this, then maybe not all because birth is full of a lot of uncertainty and the unknown and lots can happen. And of course, there's a lot of risk. But if only people knew this, it might improve or make them less fearful. We shouldn't fear birth. I was so excited for it. And I... I, I a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I love sharing my birth story. My birth story is we filmed the birth for my show, which is coming out this week. And I can't wait for people to tune in because it was magical. It was one of the best experiences of my life. And I just find it so insane, incredible that women can do this. Like we, but it's so alien, but it's, it was amazing. So, but how do you, how do you deal with the, 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 the trolls, to be honest with you, right? Ignorance is bliss because I didn't actually see anything until my friend sent me the news article <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. And then it all just came, came flooding in. Uh, oh, that's rare. That's uh, an unrealistic representation of birth, blah, blah, blah. But it's not because it happened to me and I breathed my baby out. And it's not me boasting, it's me being being honest and celebrating it. I breathed my baby out and I manifested that. I had a vision, I cast a vision, I wanted to have a home birth and I had to find the confidence within myself. Now, if my mental health wasn't in check and I hadn't been supporting my mental health, maybe I wouldn't have had the, the, a smooth sailing birth that I, I did. But I did and I, I really do want to shout it from the rooftops and yeah. No, I, I, as I say, I love hearing a bit of the positive as well because, you know, it makes it less scary for anyone who's thinking that that's going to be them in the future. You know, it's good to have the knowledge, but it's also good to have the good stories too. You also share a lot on your social media about being like proud of your postpartum body. Why is that really important to you? I have always worn my heart on my sleeve and I'm very transparent with my followers and the people that watch my show. And I just wanted to show my body as it was postpartum, no filter, no editing, because I think it's important for other mums to see. Again, it goes back to that light and shade, doesn't it? Like that was my body and I wanted people to see that it's a it's it's a real real woman's body straight after birth. I just think I always want to. I, I never want to lie to to my followers, and I always want to 
hopefully inspire and empower, particularly mothers. I'm very passionate about that because it's, it's the hardest job in the world being a mum, especially raising girls. I've always wanted to be a girl mum, but yeah, it's um, it's tough being a woman. And I, I just, I just hope that using my platform where listen don't get me wrong I love I love a glossy picture I love looking good I love the glam I'm an Essex girl for goodness sake like I like the heels the makeup the smoothed out face and complexion but it's equally important to show realness on my page as well yeah I love that you've gained a huge amount of fans for doing this as well you've got over two million followers on Instagram which is kind of mind-boggling How do you feel when you see a number like that? Do you ever experience imposter syndrome and think, oh my God, who are all these people? Yes and no. Sometimes I get it a little bit when posting my children and I'm like, oh, like, you know, I have this this little voice. It's that internal voice that's like, should you really be posting them? It's not their choice. And then I think, oh, but it's a lovely, cute picture and why not? And there's lots of people that are posting their children. So yeah, don't get me wrong. I always think about them in the back of my mind and I would never want to put them into a position that is is a negative one. But in terms of my life and things that I do, like there's a lot that we keep private and to ourselves. But I guess it's guess I guess I've always I've always done it and I'm, I I love sharing my life with others and connecting with other people. And I think whether I was in the public eye or not, I think I still would have done it. It's just how I am as a person. But of course, you've got to maintain some privacy. But I like it. I'm a people's person. I used to be a hairdresser. I love it when people come up to me and out and about and people feel like, especially because of the nature of, of the show, um, which is a reality show. People feel like they know us. And I love having a good old chat with people out and about. So yeah, we 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 don't post everything. And I'm always like, mm, should I post that? I'll always like just make sure that it's safe and what have you. But I like to use the platform to hopefully inspire and empower. And especially now because I feel like I'm very spiritual. And everything that I've learned and everything that I've gone through in my life, I have had been through, well, not a lot of, but some situations that have been unprecedented and have been very, very difficult to work through. And I want to hopefully give light to people and show that people can overcome some really dark times in their life. And that is... And and we do that through Sharar as well, our, our mental health app, which has been absolutely amazing. It's been an amazing experience launching our own mental health app. And you said about imposter syndrome, Rachel, the only time I feel a little bit of imposter syndrome has been since launching this app. Now, listen, I am very proud of the app. It is amazing. It's all of the tools that myself and my partner, Laurie, have learned to overcome the real troubling times in our life. And we've merged everything into one place. We've got big, big plans for the app. There's meditation. There's a journal, gratitude, daily affirmations. There's Shirah pods. So lots and lots of different mental health topics, little bite-sized 
five to 15 minutes so you can just listen to it. We're all very busy. No matter who you are, what you're doing, we're all living in the fast lane. So it's it's bite-sized pieces of content that you can listen to to lift you up. So it's everything in one place, but I'm super excited to, to tell you that this is a little exclusive actually. We are launching, Ooh. yes, we are launching a an AI-powered therapy tool because myself and Laurie, my partner, my business partner and fiance, we have both, we've both done therapy, right? And it was incredible. It's been a very positive experience for both of us, but we understand that it's not accessible to everyone. If you go through the NHS, it's a long waiting list. Um, if you pay privately, it's expensive. So we wanted to create something that is backed by our psychiatrist who is on the board of Shira and backed by therapists, life coaches, and that is Shiru, Shira's trusty guru. So we are so excited for that to launch for our subscribers. It's very, very big news for our app. So do you essentially, I'm glad you brought up the app actually, because I was going to ask you about it anyway. So do you essentially put in kind of questions of how or thoughts of how you might be feeling and an AI chatbot will respond? Is that, the, have I got the gist? Is that kind of how it works? Yes. Yeah, so it's an AI therapy tool. So Sheru, you will select your mood. Okay. So it's all within the app. You'll select your mood, whether you're feeling angry, whether you're feeling content, whether you're feeling calm, whatever the mood, you will select it and then you will have a conversation with Sheru. It is incredible and it's trusted advice. And then we have got an SOS button. So it triggers different words if you know it leads down to the road, say, for example, God forbid someone is speaking about a very sensitive subject such as suicide or depression, it leads them through to the Samaritan's number. So there's a lot of help that that backs it as well. So very, um, we're very proud of it. We can launch it when we launch the app in May because obviously it's taken such a long time to develop. But um, it's going to be great. I've 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 been talking to Sheru for so many months now and it's it's incredible the advice that you can receive from Sharu. It's just amazing. And even just to have that thing to talk to, to maybe just express your feelings, to process your emotions, it's really important to not block anything out and to actually process them. So yeah, it's it's gonna be great for the launch and we're very excited to bring it to our users. But I remember, sorry, because there's me going off on a tangent you said about imposter syndrome. I get imposter syndrome in business. So all, everything that's in the app, everything that's in the app is is everything that I'm passionate about and that I'm, I'm, I feel like the app is so aligned with who I am now and I'm so excited to bring that to my followers and to people. But business, I get so nervous and like I, I have this block where I'm like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I've had to learn so much as I go along. And I just feel that if you let fear get in your way of doing things, you won't get anything done. We need to step outside of our comfort zone to grow. Like that is where growth happens. That's where you can level up. So yeah, business has been, it's been very new to me. It's been 
it's been a lot learning as I go along because I just felt like going into meetings, it's like, oh, she's just a reality star, you know? And I guess I felt like I had a lot to prove to myself. Mm. Did you ever have comments like that from people? She's just a reality star. Was that more in your own mind? It's definitely what goes on internally. Like it's for sure that that's why it's like fake it until you make it. If you've just got that confidence, then nobody would, would ever really realize, but I don't know. I think it's definitely, there was never any comments or anything like that. It it was just me inside my own mind. And I really had to overcome that. And I think it's a continual thing. You don't all of a sudden just get over imposter syndrome. There's always going to be something along the journey that you're like, well, I don't know how to do that. But I'm someone that really, I've, I've worked hard to just force myself, just step outside outside your comfort zone and just get it done because you, you're going to suck when you first do something. You're going to fail and you're going to have hiccups and make mistakes. You need, you need to just go for it, not let anything hold you back, even if you do fail and make mistakes and say the wrong thing. At least you're giving it a go. Yeah, could not could not agree more with that. Fern, you've given us so much to think about today. Thank you for being so honest. Um, we do have one final question for you that we like to ask all of our podcast guests. And that's what's the most important lesson you've learned about mental health that you'd like to share with the Mentally Yours listeners? Wow, that is such a big, big question. The first thing, see, I'm like, I'm getting, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome, but I just want to say an amazing, uh, an amazing comment that's going to land for people but I'm just going to say the first thing that comes to my mind because that's normally the best thing let's just trust ourselves a little bit more and that is that everything is temporary and that if you can just hold fire and just feel because life is going to be be hard at times and you're going to want to throw in the towel at times but if you can just sit tight and get to the next day and then just get to the next day or to the next hour, it will pass. It has to. It's like the seasons. It's not going to stay winter forever. And my God, I have had some very, very long winters, believe me. But if you can learn the tools to just keep getting up, what's going to get you up in the mornings and just keep, take every single day as they come, know that it's only temporary, then I do feel like that can actually ease those really difficult times. This time's going to pass. I know it is. Don't know why you were worried about that answer. That was gorgeous. (laughs) Fern, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, babe, thank you so much. It's really nice speaking about something that means so much to me and not just about my show or about my kids as much as I love my children. <laughs> and uh, and I'm very proud of my show, but, you know, the app we're super, super proud of. And, it, yeah, it, it means a lot having, having me as a guest on your podcast. So thank you. Oh, thanks. It's mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Thank you so much to Fern for being our guest this week on Mentally Yours. If you've been affected by anything you've heard today, please call the Samaritans on 116123. You can find us on our Facebook group, Mentally Yours, and on X at Mentally YRS. And get involved. Tell us what you've been doing this week to look after your mental health. 
Message Pineapple Audio Production on Instagram with your voice notes. Thank you all for tuning in and don't forget to follow and review for more podcast episodes coming your way soon. Mentally Yours is produced by Pineapple Audio Production. Bye for now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.